Greetings, fellow traveler on this rock tumbling through space. I'm Fred. This is my front porch. Come on up, have a seat, and let's talk a while. There are ideas to be discussed on this old set of nicely nailed together boards. I have much to say about what's going on. We are less than two months from the most important election in the history of the United States. At this point, nearly all of us have decided for whom we will vote. Going through the facts and dismantling the lies can be found anywhere you look. I've already done that. If you want to hear my political views, I recommend you listen to my episode, The Reset Button, A Prayer. At this point, I would prefer to concern myself with two behaviors over which we all exercise control, kindness and cruelty. These were the first two essays ever published on my blog. They may be helpful to you. Does it really matter? If one is kind, does it hurt anything to be cruel? Come on up to the porch and let's talk about it. Kindness, March 20, 2019. What I find I value most in people is kindness. It's not just kindness toward me, I'm grateful for that, but as the vast majority of the world doesn't know me, I can't really spend too much time expecting them to be kind to me. It's when I see people behave kindly toward others that my faith in humanity is restored. Sometimes it's just giving the guy outside Circle K a couple of dollars without making some value judgment about how he'll spend it. Sometimes a millionaire makes a donation to a school or a hospital. Sometimes it's the words someone says. For me, this is where I find the true measure of one's humanity. It's not a matter of your achievements. It's not a question of your wealth. It's not even in your relationships. It's about whether you can think of another person as being as important as you are. If you can do what Atticus suggested and climb inside someone's skin and walk around in it for a while and then move to the next step, your humanity begins to glow. What's the next step? You ask yourself the vital question, what would I need if that were me? You might not have the money to solve their problems, but you might have a dollar. You might not know the words to say, but you might have a smile. If nothing else, you can look at someone and let them know you see them 
they exist. There are times when that simple knowledge can make all the difference. Because I value kindness, I try my best to show it. I have no money to give anyone, as I have none for myself. But I can write something for someone who needs help getting the words just right. And I do that. I can smile because I can summon music I've heard and stored in my soul, and I can use it to put a smile on my face even when I don't feel external joy. And I do that too. I've come to believe that my productive days are in the past. I made a difference for three decades. I'm proud of that. But now my health is shot, and the difference I can make is not nearly so great. A friend pointed out that my defensive driving courses might still make some difference, and I like to believe she's right. But I will never have the effect in five hours in a room with 30 adults that I had in seven hours a day, five days a week, nine months of the year, with children who wanted to learn. Update note, I haven't taught a class since March 15, 2020. What I have left to give then is kindness. I don't believe that makes me soft. It makes me useful. I am no longer a tree with branches in which a friend can play, rich with leaves that offer shade to shield someone from the sun's harsh rays. I have no apples left to give. I am naught but an old stump. But Shel Silverstein would tell you that even a stump can be useful. If you would like somewhere to sit, there's room. Come and be for a spell. We interrupt this podcast for breaking news. Fred's Front Porch Podcast can be heard commercial-free exclusively on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Run over, sign up for five bucks a month or more, and you can skip these ads. More importantly, you can help me pay for the cost of producing the show, and you can therefore help me change the world. Not only do you get commercial-free episodes, but you can get episode CDs, the first five-eighths of my novel, early access to episodes, coffee mugs, and t-shirts. You also get to hear me thank you at the end of every episode. If you become patron saint, I'll even make you your very own custom video or Horus, an episode of your podcast just for you. Head over to Patreon and consider helping me out. If you can't afford money, and most of us can, share this episode with one person you believe might help us change the world. It's the most valuable contribution I could ask of anyone. And now we return you to our regularly scheduled podcast. Cruelty. March 21, 2019. Several weeks ago, I wrote about kindness, which is, to me, the most valuable human attribute. I believe in its power to help and to make the world a better place in which to live. 
Today, I'm concerning myself with its opposite, cruelty. Cruelty has become fashionable. I don't understand why. Earlier this week, I saw a post on a news page that talked about anti-Trump protesters being splashed twice with snow, water, and ice by a man driving by them at high speeds down a street with a snow plow attached to the front of his truck. The street was in no need of plowing. It was perfectly navigable, but there was still snow and ice on its edges. This was not a city worker. He was a private citizen. He did this intentionally because he disapproved of the protesters. These were anti-Trump protesters, but to be clear, he would have been equally wrong if the people, who were all in excess of 60 years old, had been Trump supporters. This isn't about politics. I read through the comments on the article. People were congratulating him. They were laughing about people they don't like being hurt. I posted that I found that horrible. Fifteen some odd people liked my comment. Quite a number of others, though, told me I was wrong. Some of the comments included the following. One. Fred Eater, how were they hurt? Maybe wet, but hurt? I forgot their precious feelings. Two. Ha! Feelings do count to liberals. Boo-hoo! Three. Liberal BS. Four. He was covering unsightly garbage with fresh, clean snow. Should get an award for making his city more beautiful. Five. Love it. Good for the plow driver. For me, those comments are cruel. They do nothing to help anyone. They are taking delight in the misfortune of others. There are, in fact, kind conservatives in the world. They can be intelligent, decent people, just as liberals can. And there are mean and cruel liberals in the world. They can be foolish, horrible people, just as conservatives can. My concern is that we take delight in bad things happening to those we don't like. We refer to one another with epithets such as snowflake or libtard or republic KKKans as though somehow this proves a point. There is no need to agree with each other on every topic. In fact, it's unnecessary to agree with each other on nearly anything. One of the women I most admire in the world disagrees with me about everything from politics to the afterlife. But I admire and love her because she is kind. She is respectful in her disagreement. She cares about my well-being as I care about hers. We encourage one another in our enterprises. Cruelty isn't an ideology. It's a form of immaturity and it hurts others. It makes the conversations that we need to have in order to solve our problems all but impossible. 
I contend that feelings are part of the human experience. They are the reason we bother to exist at all. Without them, nothing has any meaning. Sometimes feelings will get hurt. That's a part of life. When I ask a woman out and she says no, my feelings are likely to be hurt. That's inevitable. And she doesn't owe it to go out with me because my feelings will be hurt if she doesn't. All she owes me is a polite no. And there's not a thing wrong with her for saying no. I've come to expect it so much that I never bother to ask anyone out anymore. It's no fun to be turned down and it might make her feel uncomfortable. She's not cruel. She's just not attracted to me. But to go out of one's way to hurt feelings is cruel. No one is helped by it. I understand if you're not concerned with helping others. You don't owe that, I suppose, to anyone. But that doesn't mean you need to make the lives of others worse. If you can't be kind, you can at least refrain from cruelty. Join me in that, please. Be still, my wounded heart. You can't start once more. Seems you are bleeding out, waiting for the cure.
just heard came from many people. Jenner Zeno brought us the fox and much of the production and the soundscape. But many others made it possible too. They kept me alive a little longer to do another episode. They encouraged me. They shared my work. They supported me financially on Patreon or Anchor or Venmo, they made me feel like it's worth the effort. I'm blessed to have such people in my life. This is the time I spend each week to thank them. Most of my support comes from Patreon and Anchor, but if you'd like to make a one-time contribution, you can do it at at fred Eater on Venmo. That's the at sign. F R E D dash E D E R. There's a picture on my page that will help you verify it's the right one. I've heard there may be a second one running around out there. I'm wearing a t shirt and I have a lanyard around my neck. That's the one. Let's start on Patreon. I still don't have an official patron saint yet, but that's not surprising when so many of us are broke. If I ever have one, you'll be the first to know. Patron saints get, essentially, all I have to give. My producers are Coralie Day with Scott Knight and Edith Keeler. Thanks, folks. You're going way above and beyond, and I want you to know how glad I am you can help the show this much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the books and CDs. My patrons are Joe March, Kevin Boyce, Sherlock, the mystery patron, and Zeref, and Utopia42. Thank you very much, patrons. You're awesome. I hope those of you who wanted CDs enjoyed them. Many people choose to keep their addresses private, and we respect that on the front porch. My sponsors are Laura Engram, Linda M. Crotta, Elizabeth Bennett, the Mindwave podcast to which you should listen often, and Michelle Freeman. We also have Scott Shelby, Virginia Rupert, and Jesse Rogers, all of whom recently joined this group. You guys rock. Thank you, folks. My supporters are Corey, Christopher Hitchens' friend, and Natalie Fredrickson. 
We are also joined by Chuck Curry, an exceptional musician, and Mark Rosamond, an extraordinary writer. We have Christine L. Patterson and David Miller. Thank you for your support, folks. You all help more than you think. My tearless friend is Jereen Elkin. Once again, thank you, Jereen, for being my very first contributor. I hope all of you enjoyed the commercial-free episodes, the earliest drafts of my work, and the little extras I put on Patreon. If you see the Front Porch Podcast on Instagram, it's because of a friend I haven't seen in something close to 40 years, Natalie Fredrickson, and her son Winston, whom I have never met. They ask me what to put in there, and they figure out how to do it. Their efforts helped to grow the audience. I'm grateful to them. It's important to remember the anchor supporters, too. They're vital to making this show function. So thank you to Lori Shea, Cindy Mandel, Corey, again, Zara, Michael J. Clark, and Stacy Height, and Piper Young, and Carrie Dedeo. For the first time in several weeks, I picked up a new anchor supporter just a couple hours before this went to air. So thank you, Daniel H. I'm sorry for not using your last name, but I have no idea how to pronounce it, and screwing up a person's last name is a great way to annoy them. Call the show with a pronunciation, and I will say it correctly next time. 480-331-9822 Everyone listening is always invited to call and leave a voicemail that will almost certainly, unless you request otherwise, be played on the air. That number again, 480-331-9822 Fred's Front Porch Podcast I consider us all a little community, a part of a growing neighborhood. At first, it was just the Radley porch down the road apiece, but now we're part of the Mindwave neighborhood, and I'm meeting more and more neighbors there. I hope you'll go and borrow a cup of sugar when you need one from some of our neighbors. I recommend Mindwave, hosted by Jenner Zeno, Resurgent Us, hosted by Jesse Rogers, and that other Laura Engram, hosted, shockingly enough, by someone quite different from the one on Fox, and also a supporter of this show. Their ideas are similar to mine, but their presentation styles are all different. For now, here on the front porch, we'll continue as a small, growing and hopeful community, changing one idea in one mind at a time. I love you folks. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll come visit the porch again soon. Until then, look for all the episodes on your favorite podcast app. We're on just about all of them now. Take care of yourself and each other. <laughs>